we go. Good evening, guys. Good afternoon. Welcome back to another episode of High Top Sports. We're in the studio with Stephen Chad, as always. And we have a special guest, uh, one of our favorites, Connor Clark. How are we doing, Connor, man? Good to see you, bud. Doing great, guys. Happy to be on with you guys again. Um, a lot of busy busy recruiting talk, busy uh, college football stuff going on lately. So uh, happy to jump back on with you guys and uh, chop it up a little bit. Absolutely. It feels like it should be slow right now, but it seems like we're kind of, we're getting into, I think we're getting into September early is what it feels like. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of surprised when I saw all these high level prospects announcing commitment dates for July, August, some, some late June. Um, I thought NIL would kind of change that and make everybody wait a little bit, uh, going all the way until like during the season, seeing how things go. And then also into early signing day, but, uh, looks like it's had an opposite effect and guys are getting their spots early and uh it's been kind of fun to follow everything because you got five stars high four stars completely pulling themselves off the market and uh making some some big time commitments to sometimes programs you don't really expect <laughs> yeah that's, a good, way to, yeah. that's had- a good way to put it my man that's a good way to put it and we've, we've got a couple examples of that uh, uh obviously that we're going to cover today my gosh Yeah, so it, it's it's going to be good stuff, man. We got, obviously, a, a, a big breakdown yesterday. We had Aiden on, so I want to talk about that a little bit. Uh, we're going to meet Malik Bryant. He pushed back his date. I kind of want to get your insight on that a little bit. Is that good news for Florida? Is that bad news? Is that I don't know news, right? Uh, and then we'll go into the, the PK situation in Texas and kind of just the break that break down that process, right, with, this, with him flipping and kind of throwing a curveball and keeping all of us on our toes. Everybody was shocked. Uh, we posted a clip there with Aiden because he was mind blown. It was kind of cool getting some insight from Aiden yesterday. All these guys talk. The way he described it is like they all have their own little group chat where they're like, hey, I'm going here. Where are you going? And just in a sense, putting together a little army of, hey, we're all going to go here and make a big impact. And I think that's where a lot of the, the, the hinting is for Gator recruiting coming over the next, you know, five to six days is that that's where the momentum feels like what's happening is that ghost style recruiting. We talked with Hirsch uh, on Wednesday of, Hey, Bailey is like, we're going to wait. We're going to set it up. We're going to have a big boom. And, and hopefully that'll kind of trickle in a few more. So before we get into a lot though, talk about Malik a little bit. Do you have any insight on that? What was the reason for canceling? Was it one of those Billy called in and said, Hey, I've, we've got some big things happening. Do you feel like that he's a, he's a Gator or was it? I, when these guys push this back, it's always confusing to me. It's like, you created an entire event. Like people were headed to come see you and now you've just moved it along. Yeah. Um, from everything that I've known about Malik, uh, up until about a week, week and a half ago, it was pretty much set that he was going to be going to Miami. Obviously Florida made a late push. Um, Florida is right there in the, in the thick of things now um, with him pushing his commitment date back. Um, I can't tell you if that's good or bad for Florida because I know going into Saturday, um, Florida was right there. Uh, okay. I think it was probably 50-50, and, and a lot of people weren't sure where he was going to go. Um, if you saw on 247 Sports, Andrew Ivins reduced his uh, crystal ball confidence on Malik to Miami from 7 to 2. So a lot of people going into that commitment were really like, hey, listen, I think it's Miami still, but Florida has made a big-time push, and it could very well be Florida. Um, there's a lot going on behind the scenes with that one, obviously, because Florida kind of came out of nowhere the last week. Um, so the, his his process, I can't really tell you if pushing it back is going to be good or bad for Florida, but I do know that Florida is now firmly in that recruitment. And I think um, they, they have a pretty good shot of landing him should they continue to do things well. Obviously, Miami is recruiting at an unbelievable level as of late. Um, they had have a they have had a couple kids commit elsewhere that were up where on their boards like Jonil Aguero who just committed to Georgia. Um, I'm gonna I, I'm not gonna try to say the kid's last name, but Olas who just committed to Alabama, the offensive tackle. Those are guys that Miami thought they were getting going into this week, um, and they ended up going somewhere else. So maybe Miami thought that Florida was gonna be the pick this week, and they asked Malik to push it back, or maybe it's the other way around. Maybe Florida said, hey, listen, we know you're committing Saturday, but give us a couple more days. Give us another week. We've got some things working right now. And he's an Orlando area kid. Um, Florida looks to be in really good position for three to four Orlando area kids that have commitment dates set for this week. So maybe they told him, hey, push it back a week. We're getting three kids from Orlando this week if Florida feels confident on those guys. Um, and he says, hey, maybe I want to play with some more guys from my area. Okay, so 
it kind of feels like what you're saying that he was kind of heavy on Miami, right? Now he's Florida seeming to make a push. It's giving me a little Jaden Rashada vibes, but the opposite, where the it felt to me like the pushback was good. This is the first time when the Rashada pushback, I didn't feel good about it. I was like, this, excuse me, it felt like we had it there. And then all of a sudden Miami came out of nowhere. But with this one, it felt like we were kind of in the backseat the entire time. And now there's a lot of momentum heading into Florida. I mean, you, you you see it all over Twitter right now. It's the sunglass emojis are at an all-time high. The button the button's wearing raw on that on that guy. Uh, but it, it's big heavy for a late, late July. Corey Benner from on three, it keeps saying it. Things look really good for late July. And to me, it kind of gives me those vibes of like he's waiting to be part of that big boom uh, at the end of July. Now, did he announce his new commitment date? Do you know? He has not publicly announced a new commitment date yet. Um, I've been told it could be probably sometime over the next week. Uh, That's just speculation, though. Okay. Uh, You don't really know until the kid himself announces, but... uh, I, I've been told it's there's a possibility he decides to do it sometime over the next week. Okay. And do you think that the the PK situation, that he may have had some insight on that and heard that he wasn't going to Miami and maybe stepped back a little bit? Uh, I, we talked with Aiden yesterday, and he, felt, he said that PK was the only one that nobody really had a pulse on. That's not saying that Malik didn't, but it seemed kind of interesting that he, he pulled back and then PK kind of throws for a loop. Yeah, I mean, so that whole situation kind of got weird because obviously I'm sure you guys saw a few months ago you had a triple commitment that was supposed to be on Saturday that was going to be Malik Bryant, Derek LeBlanc, and Peyton Kirkland all at the same commitment ceremony. Now, obviously that got completely blown up with Derek LeBlanc deciding to do his thing with his teammates coming up on the 28th. Obviously Malik Bryant backing out of his commitment date um, and – PK doing his thing, and they decided to do it separately and independent of each other, um, as opposed to doing a commitment date together all at the same location, which was the initial plan. Um, I think PK, for a long time, I think he was going to Miami as well, up until about maybe a week or a week and a half ago. Um, And the Texas thing kind of came out of the blue. Uh, Obviously, they were not in his top five. Um, Obviously, you, you had Aiden on here, and he was completely shocked. Sure. Uh, when when PK decided to go to Texas, um, it was an interesting situation though because typically if you got a top five and, and maybe you decide not to go to the school that you thought you were going to go to initially, it's going to be a school that's in that top five that you that you pivot to. Um, but to pivot all the way over to Texas, a school that he's never taken a visit to, um, a school that up until a couple days before his commitment he didn't really talk to that often. Um, he, and I think he said in a, in an interview, uh, that I saw somewhere that, uh, he was, uh, was upset, was with his mom and you know what decided, Hey, I'm going to call coach flood and see what's going on. Um, and that's the offensive line coach over at Texas. And they, they were like, they welcomed him with open arms. So, uh, it'll in, in a matter of probably 48 to 72 hours, it went from going to Miami, which is what he thought was going to happen to pivoting over to Texas, which. Um, up until the Jerry Hamilton prediction at on three, nobody had a pulse on. Um, sure. and, and then of course, PK is going to do what he, what he is trying to do to throw everybody off the scent where Jerry Hamilton puts that prediction in. Um, and he goes, I haven't even visited Texas. Why would I go there? Like, what, what Texas, what, what's going on now? Um, yeah. so he's going to try to throw everybody off that scent ultimately ends up deciding to go to Texas. I don't think. Um, from, from everything that I know, I don't think Malik and PK were ever going to Miami just because they wanted to go play together. I just think Miami did a good job recruiting the both of them up until about a week and a half ago. Um, I know Miami still definitely wants Malik. Florida's made a late push. Um, Alabama wants him too, but I think there's a different play going on there for Malik that, uh, has Florida and Miami at the top. And then as far as PK's situation, I think Miami might have backed off a little bit um, as of late, which is what in turn caused him to pivot uh, to a school outside of his top five. And so I guess, I mean, so backed off a little bit uh, and then going to Texas. Again, again, that whole situation is strange because he never visited, right? So it's like this is where the comments on Twitter are coming. Well, he's just going for the bag. He's, he's running for the money. And I'm tired of, of, of hearing that narrative, but this particular situation seems a little like, well, where where did this come from? Like, the hat wasn't even on the table. 
right? So not saying that you haven't had conversations. And again, he tweeted out, well, Arch Manning t- tweeted me saying, texted me saying he needed an LT. Well, it's like, I think if Arch was going to, you know, tweet an LT, I think he would have gone after a few five stars first. But I mean, it seems like, is he, is he playing it up a little bit, right? Or did that really happen? Is that kind of how it played out? Is that really, is that the another sign of the uh, the Manny effect in full 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 play here? Or is it a kid kind of running like, I'm running out of options. I'm Maybe this is the best place to go kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, without getting too too sensitive and, to, and into it too much, sure. um, I think a lot of the schools that were in Peyton's top five kind of cooled on him a little bit. I'm not saying they completely stopped recruiting him. Obviously, you, you, you hardly ever see an instance where a school completely stops recruiting a young man at any point that they were really heavily in on early in the process. Um, but I think some of those schools cooled on, on him a little bit. Obviously, um, he was up front and he said he thought he was going to Miami. Um, and it didn't work out. So obviously that's pretty clear that they cooled on him. Um, and quite honestly, I think several of the schools in his top five uh, cooled on him as well. So you get to the point where you're a week out from your not for your, from your commitment date. And I thought he might push it back because I had heard some things beforehand of how, hey, a couple of these schools have backed off a little bit. Um, so I didn't know if he would still stick to that July 23rd commitment date. And then Jerry Hamilton drops the Texas uh, crystal ball or whatever on threes, (laughs) whatever on threes prediction is. Um, And then, of course, I got some information behind the scenes that said, yeah, it looks like looks like PK's going to Texas. Um, Obviously not going to put anything out there like that because I don't want to ruin the kid's moment. Um, But it was one of those things where I think he pivoted to that for lack of. Uh, the options inside of his top five. I'm not sure on the Michigan State side, maybe Michigan State really wanted him, um, or maybe he just didn't really want to go up to Michigan. Um, Texas is doing a really good job recruiting right now. Obviously, like you said, they have Arch Manning in the class. Um, So maybe he was like, you know what, let me see if Texas is interested so I can go play with that class because they've assembled a very good recruiting class. Um, Great class. Yeah, and and it's not like... Uh, we kind of talked about this a little bit before, but it's not like he pivoted to a, a program that's at the G5 level or like a, 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 a very small school. He, for lack of a better word, fell into Texas, but Texas is a big time power five program with a great history. So he's got, he got a very good, uh, he's got a very good program that he's going to go play for. Um, and Texas got a solid player. I just think that some of the other schools in his top uh, may have backed off a little bit. Yeah, if you're falling into uh, being a commitment to the University of Texas, you're you're not in a bad spot, regardless of what may have been happening around you, what static may be kind of coming out from uh, from other schools, or even just the temperature of the the re- recruitment of the kid. Uh, if your fallback is, well, I guess I got to take that Texas offer, you're still in pretty <laughs> pretty good shape. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, for for sure. So. I, look, it's it's been a, a whirlwind of the last twenty four hours just to kind of see it all unfold. Now with the Hamilton situation, I kind of want to get your and your take on this from a a journalist perspective, right? Because you said, "Hey, I I heard about it, but I didn't want to release it because I don't want to take away from the kids' moment, right?" Obviously, Hamilton wasn't concerned about that, but there is a line where, he, look, that's what your job is to break the news when you have it to be ahead of it. That's why people subscribe to on three. That's why the follows are there, right? Do you feel that he overstepped? And it also kind of puts into play of like, look, did he, again, from your perspective, do you feel like he may have burned some bridges by releasing that information? Because obviously it's the old saying, like Peyton told somebody he trusted, that person told somebody they trusted, and then it just kind of falls down the line and it gets into that one person's hand who's like, I'm releasing it. And so now does he burn that bridge or do you feel like that's just kind of the name of the game? Yeah, so it's it's pretty much just the name of the game. I know I know some of these recruits get frustrated. Obviously, very public situation was when AJ Harris got a bunch of crystal balls to Florida back in March or April, I think it was, um, and he got pissed off about it. Went took to Twitter and was like, "Oh, uh, somebody else." That I think Billy tweeted another sunglass emoji, um, and he's like, "Oh, who are you going to crystal ball this time?" Um, after the AJ Harris situation. So, I mean, it's one of those things where you just kind of have to chalk it up to them doing their job. I mean, I I understand the kid's frustration because a lot of them want it to be secret, Um, but the guy's just doing their job. Uh, And and, and it's, I think that comes with, because I was the same way as a fan before I started covering this. I'm like, oh, these guys are throwing in crystal balls. 
these guys are throwing in predictions and it's ruining Florida's chances of landing these kids. It's ruining Florida State's chances of landing these kids, what have you, because they're ruining the kid's moment. But now that I'm sitting on this side of the table, it's pretty much, I mean, it is what it is, guys. They're just trying to do their job. Sure. Um, there, sure. There's a fine line you have to walk. Um, but quite frankly, a lot of the time these guys put in those crystal balls or the predictions or, or future casts or whatever website it is that has their prediction machine, um, they get the information directly from the staff. So I'm sure somebody at Texas told Jerry Hamilton, hey, PK just told us he's coming here and he put in a crystal ball. And he didn't do it at like 100%. He did it at 50 or 60% to kind of make it seem like, you know what, I'm not necessarily super confident. Like it's not a lock. (laughs) But hey, this is what I think is going to happen. And then of course, the day leading up, you had... 80% 80% uh, predictions, 100% predictions, stuff like that the day of. Um, but when he did it a couple of days beforehand at a 50 to 60%, um, the way I look at it, and I, I'm i not taking anything away from these guys that put in those predictions, but if you put in a prediction at 50%, it's basically just an educated guess. Because like if you're sitting there say, Yeah, you're, <laughs> yeah, you're, I mean, you're all just at this point. It's going to rain today. It's rain in Florida around 4 o'clock. <laughs> In, yeah, in July. At that oh, point, well, great, at, great work. <laughs> yeah, at that point, it's like, okay, 40%, 50%, I think he might go here. But it, until you see confidences of 70 to 80%, then, uh, I mean, it is what it is. These guys are just trying to do their job. And, and like I said, I understand the kids getting upset by it because they don't want it to ruin their moment. But at the same time, these guys are getting paid to do exactly that. And like you said, there are subscribers that subscribe to their website, that subscribe to their message boards that are like, if if a kid commits and they don't post anything, they're like, well, why didn't you let us know about this? Why am I here? How did, how I, did you not, not know about content. this? Yeah. I'm not getting, so, I'm not so getting then, the Connor, insider info that I you, want. Where, where is, the, so you mentioned it's a fine line and, and obviously you've had some, some information that you didn't share uh, in the past and you've had some information that you did share. I mean, just uh, taking taking a step back and looking at this from a standpoint of even just the PK situation from from your seat, when do you feel it's okay to say something? And when do you feel that it's it's out of place to say something like where where do you find the line yourself? There's a lot of gray area there. Um, it's very hard. I've, I've had my situations where I've had to learn from making a mistake. Um, uh, there a couple years ago, I put in a prediction and a kid got upset. They, they, they didn't necessarily know me personally, but, uh, I got a phone call about, Hey man, somebody put in a prediction. I was like, Oh yeah, that was me. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I, I, I mean, there's, there's not really much else you can do at that point. You just got to chalk it up to the game and move on. But, uh, it, it's really hard to find that line. Um, there are so now I know a lot of writers are super conscientious about that and they they won't release it until they're a hundred percent certain the kids go in there and they'll usually sometimes wait uh, up until like the day of or a couple days before or a lot of times um, I speak to a couple a couple of my guys so a uh, guy that I'm close with is Blake Alderman who writes for two four seven and he sometimes if he said if he knows that a kid is really leaning towards Florida regardless of if they just got an offer or not, regardless of how his commitment goes or his recruitment goes, he'll put it in way on the front end and then he can change it later if he has to. Um, Because if you put it in way on the front end, nobody's really going to think much of it if the kid goes a couple weeks or a month or something like that without committing. Um, So it's, it's to answer your question, that's kind of a long winded answer, Um, but it is a very, it's, it's very hard to find that line. Um, And I always err on the side of, because we don't have a message board on SI, at, at SI, so it makes things a little bit easier for us. We don't really release articles until it happens. Sure. You're, you're, um, not, you're not breaking news. So, you're more of like reporting yeah, on what happened. So, and and if, we, if we have the opportunity to break it, obviously we do so, but um, that's only if we have the consent of that person, that athlete, what have you. Um, yep. So we, it's, it's a little easier on myself because we don't have a message board to throw it on. So I always err on the side of let the stuff happen and then we'll go ahead. And the easiest way for us to make sure that kind of people know that we knew what was going on is we have stuff ready to go for the second the kid announces. So if, we, if say, Peyton Kirkland had committed to Florida, 
and he didn't want anybody to know it. Nobody knew he was going to Florida. Um, we would have had a film review, a commitment analysis, uh, all that stuff ready to go the second he um, the second he announced his commitment. And that kind of tells you, hey, we knew what was coming, um, but we didn't want to ruin the kid's moment. We waited until he went public with it. Sure. Makes sense. Okay. Uh, I've got a, a couple of buddies of mine uh, manage and, and run the uh, the Word Chance site for FSU. And uh, Michael Langston, who's been doing uh, FSU recruiting for a very long time, he's always, he's always had a little bit of a uh, of just in the back of his mind, like that finding that balance between what he knows and what he can share. And they would put out these little hot topics and like just these nuggets throughout the uh, throughout the week and the month and just the recruiting period as a whole never giving anything away but just trying to kind of lay the breadcrumbs so if you take the initiative to look at it maybe you could you could you know walk, get your find yourself your own water not not make you drink it but it, it, again it's 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 tough because these kids are this is their one moment uh, but if you know what you know and you're obviously hosting a site that is paying uh to get information if you're not the first person on it or at least you don't feel like if as a as a subscriber you don't feel like they knew what was happening you don't feel the value in the in the subscription so that's it's a tough spot to be in for sure yeah, and I'm I'm not at all opposed to throwing those little breadcrumbs out there. You'll see me on the timeline hitting that stuff every once in a while. I'll like I said, I'll never do anything blatantly to ruin a kid's moment. Um, but I'll throw a little. I've got certain pictures that I'll throw out there that kind of insinuates, "Hey, Florida might be have, having something happens here soon," or or throw out a message that's a little cryptic so people can kind of try to read into it and dig into it and stuff like that. But uh, I'm not opposed to that at all. But yeah, it's 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 a tough line to try and. Tough, tough tightrope to walk on uh, the information that you have and, the, and what you can actually share. I, th- I think, honestly, because on three was was uh, getting a little bit of heat because of the uh, Carmine McLean, you know, all of the, with they came out with their whole recruiting. Uh, Hunter Wolf became a member. Thank you, Hunter. Appreciate you, man. Uh, I think, uh, <laughs> welcome to the, well, earned your wings, Bubba. Welcome to the family. Uh, with, with Hunter, or with uh, Hamilton, with him doing that, it kind of resurged on three again. I mean, it was a big W for them to him, for them to call that. Because they were getting roasted for the last, for seventy two hours of like their clickbaity like because again the Cormani McLean thing felt a little like a little bit of a stretch because nobody else had him fall that far so they were getting a lot of criticism for that and then this comes out and it's like you lose again it's it's a, it's a tough world with being you know that journalism like because you're having your thoughts and your opinions and you're just saying what you feel right and as people think that you're just outlandish you start to lose that credibility so for him for them to get that W was honestly a big win, regardless of Peyton Kirkland being upset with you or not, because uh, he kind of he tweeted at Hamilton. He goes, "I didn't even tell that guy," so I don't know where that came from. Like he he didn't hold any punches on that, which I thought was kind of interesting too. Of like, look, like, and he was pissed. Is like you took my moment away. I don't think that he did because nobody believed him, right? I think it almost made it even better, in my opinion. If I'm Kirkland, I'm like, this guy, a credible source tweeted it, and you still didn't believe it. Like to me, that was a. I feel like that would be a W still. I don't know why he was upset about it, honestly. Steve, you got a drink? Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 because of the subscriber. Uh, who, who do we have? Hunter. Oh, Hunter. Hunter. <laughs> Let's go, baby. It's a solid tradition. I like that. Yes. <laughs> like, well, like, I mean, everybody like, everybody but me. It's a Sunday. My gosh, I have to work tomorrow. <laughs> Dang. As he has Dang. it ready. Like, <laughs> well, I've I've gone unprepared a few times, and I, I caught the wrath of the chat. So uh, I don't I don't let that happen any longer. Um, so, so Connor, can you talk to us a little bit kind of where we at with, with some regated recruiting? We had Aiden on, uh, yesterday. Let's start with him and then we'll kind of go over a few players on who you feel good about. Again, you don't want to take anyone's moment away. I don't know if you had a chance to see his interview. I'll give my kind of my thought, my opinion on from speaking to him, but I want to get your thoughts on where do you think he's going? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's hard to pick anybody other than Florida for Aiden. Uh, he's mom and dad both went to Florida. Mom was an all American in track. Um, I think dad ran track as well. He's a decathlon. Uh, decathlon. Wow. Yeah. Much he was better da- athlete than I could ever be. He that's, was downplaying his dad. And I was, he was downplaying his dad and his dad was a decathlete. Wow. He yeah. was saying that his dad, dad couldn't even hold a light to his mom basically. Well, I mean, when your mom's an all American, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. You're, 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 he's not wrong. I don't think, <laughs> um, but, but I mean, obviously Aiden took after, took after that athletic ability, man. He's a, he's a 10, 500 meter kid in high school as a junior. Um, but I mean, he's down to Tennessee, Florida and Alabama. Obviously Florida has been the favorite ever since they offered him. 
Um, he's been on he's been on campus multiple times. He's got the family ties, so I think I think he ends up going to Florida. Um, it would shock me a lot if it was not Florida um, coming okay. up on the 29th. Yeah, so the, I I felt good about Florida from his answers because I was going through it. Right, it felt like his answers for Bama and Florida were very scripted. Like, yeah, it's it's you know it's like your typical you know just res- like. Uh, Democratic response of like, yep, things are good there. Love the coaching staff. Made me feel good. Made the family feel good. Excited to see what's what's going on. Right. Uh, with Tennessee, it felt a little more personal. He's like, look, the offense is explosive. They uh, they 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 score a lot of points. Right. Which is telling me he's like, look, I'm gonna go there and look good. And that was to me, I'm like, man, I felt I felt some Tennessee vibes there. I'm hoping not. Right. Because again, he came on. And I told him like, hey, we're a heavy gator podcast. And he's like, I was like. The one thing he said, don't ask me where I'm going. I was like, I would never. Like that, that's 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 a dumb question. Uh, but he seemed very open to everyone else kind of saying, go Gators, much love. So either he was a heavy troll <laughs> and by coming on here, right? Or it just, he is Gator heavy and he doesn't want to kind of, you know, lean it, leak it yet, but that's where he's leaning. That's what I'm feeling too, I'm hoping. So it seems like a really great kid, really, really well put together. Yeah, there's one yeah, thing absolutely. I will say from the, the takeaway from that interview is that, my gosh, the, the the kid, like he's smarter than Shelton already. Um, there's <laughs> there's no takeaway there. Uh, but I mean, he was just very well spoken. Uh, athletic ability, we know, just even coming from uh, his his family lineage, um, is is through the roof. Um, but just the, the interview was great. Um, and you know, even regardless of whether you know he puts on a, a Florida hat, Tennessee hat, the kid's sharp as a as, as a tack. And uh, and I think no matter where he goes. He's going to do very well. He's 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 he comes across as very well spoken, intelligent, and has has his priorities straight. And that's a huge thing right now. When obviously money sometimes seems to speak more volume than than anything else. No, absolutely. He's a super smart young man, and uh, he he's he's going to ball out wherever he goes. Like you said, um, fast. If his uh, if if his junior numbers were any indication of what kind of numbers he's going to put up as a senior this year in Orlando it's it's unreal I think he caught a touchdown every three catches or something like that that yeah, um, that's what he was junior. averaging yeah it's like he had like what 47 catches for over a thousand yards and like 13 or 14 touchdowns and it's unreal if you go watch his tape I I, I enjoy going back every once in a while and watching his tape because of how, how explosive he is but yeah he's regardless of where he decides to go Tennessee Alabama Florida um he's going to be a stud and he's going to make a lot of fans really happy absolutely yep. and gotta, the one thing i will say cody cody actually threw a comment out there and he's got a super chat yeah go uh ahead. with the uh with a question but he the one thing that cody did point out he hates miami the one school we can guarantee he's not going to unless he is the biggest troll on the planet he, he, <laughs> right PKs now us. He's he said he wasn't doing miami. that <laughs> he said he wasn't gonna pk us he's not going to miami because he was excited that pk didn't go to miami is how it all started Yep, exactly, exactly. So, so Cody Sprague, he's got a uh, he's got a super chat in here. Uh, who is someone under the radar that will surprise us? That is a Florida lean. A Florida lean. Oh man, um, man, you guys are putting me on the spot with that one. <laughs> That's a tough one. <laughs> I mean, Co- I mean, Cody throws fastballs here sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see that. Um... <laughs> Don't hold the punches over here, bud. <laughs> No, um, this is that so gray I mean, area that we were of... just talking about, Connor. So welcome, welcome yeah, to the gray area. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. This is definitely that gray area. Um, I mean, there's a couple kids that are that have commitment dates set for this week coming up. Um, I don't know that it's necessarily a surprise. Uh, you've got obviously the three kids from Osceola that are announcing on the 28th. Um, I would expect Florida to land at least one of those kids. Um, obviously, Aiden Mizell commits on the 29th. Jordan Castell commits on the 30th. Um, there are some, I mean, every year at Friday night lights, Florida lands at least one commit, whether it be 23rd, 23 class, 24 class, uh, what have you, it ends up being the spot where you like to get your, your next year's class started, um, right before the start of the next season. Um, I was able to talk to DJ Lagway, um, earlier today, 2024, the number one quarterback in the country there. Um, he said he's more than likely going to be at Florida for Friday night lights. Uh, I know he is the number one quarterback on Florida's board. Um, he's supposed to be there for multiple days. 
Uh, I don't know if anything happens with him. I know they're going to push hard for him when he gets there, um, but he's somebody that Florida has really high on their board. Um, and there's also uh, Davy Belfort, uh, 2025 quarterback that actually just reclassified to the 2024 class. Uh, he's from Miami. He's going to be at Friday Night Lights as well. I know Florida would like to get their quarterback for the 2024 class in early. Um, so I'd say those are two guys maybe to keep an eye on over the next week uh, when they get on campus for Friday Night Lights. You could see some movement there, whether it's a commitment or not. Um, I think they could make big moves for both of those kids while they're on campus. I like how you push this back a year. That was well navigated there, Connor. Well, <laughs> he, he goes, let's not, let's not talk about this is what's happening right now. Let's kind of go into something that could change very easily over the next year. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, uh, Samuel Pimba, he is visiting Florida coming up sh- soon. Is this final official, official visit? Is that correct? I'm not sure. Is it an official visit? I just know he's visiting for Friday Night Lights or the barbecue, which is the 29th or the 30th. Um, I know okay. he's visiting for that date. I don't know if it's an official or not, but he is going to be on campus. He just announced that today. Um, he's somebody that's at IMG Academy. Obviously, Florida has done well at IMG since uh, Billy Napier got there. Kamari yep. Wilson is very vocal and very active um, on As all of his former IMG. Yeah, on all of their former IMG teammates. Um, so I would expect Kamari to be in Samuel and Pemba's hip, hip pocket while he's on campus. So he he's a five-star stud, and that's one I think would be huge. So we could, I mean, him and then McLean as well, Kamani. When is, when is Kamani, when is, is, do we have a date for him yet? There's no set commitment date for him. Uh, there's a lot of okay. speculation. Um, he's a prospect that I think, because of how high profile he is, he'll probably wait till later in the process. Okay. Um, because he's going to have every offer in the book and everybody's going to be jockeying for position all the way up until he signs, regardless of if he commits early or not. So I, I just really don't see the uh, benefit of him committing early. Um, I mean, obviously, if you're Florida, you would love for him to commit early or any program for that matter, because in my opinion, he's the number one prospect in the country, regardless of how on three ranked him. Um, <laughs> sure. Absolutely. But I, 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 I think he's the number one player in the country. And obviously, you're going to get kids that want to play with a player like that. So if you're a program, you want to get them in early. Um, but I just don't see him him doing it earlier than that. Okay. Uh, real quick, we had to have subscribers. We had Josh and George there. So thank you, Josh and George, to subscribing to the channel. Man, we appreciate you guys. Uh, so great, great take there on that, Connor. I appreciate that, man, with uh, Pimba and uh, Carmine and McLean. Those are, some, those are some big names. I think where Billy needs to really – it's – Everyone, I mean, we can't really hate on the class anymore. I think he's done a great job thus far. We've talked about that time and time again. We had you on last time. You gave him a high grade. He had a little bit of a dry spout there in June. Uh, brought brought the juices back in July, and it seems like we could close out July really, really well for uh, uh, Nate Pierre. But landing one of those five-star guys his first year without really having anything to show for on the field, to me, would be just absolutely massive. Now, obviously, Cristobal has done that, but Cristobal has had history at Oregon, that that definitely is going to transfer over. People don't realize that. Him being a Miami guy, all that helps in that first year where Billy doesn't have any of that. So for him to come in and, and already be in the conversation, that's what people keep forgetting and are missing out on. But uh, I think to land one of those would be would be absolutely massive. So so there's really no pulse on McLean then? Some Any pulse at all? No, he's a really quiet kid. I got to see him um, at Future 50 this week. or la- Let me rephrase that, last weekend. Um, and spoke to him a little bit. Really good kid, but he's just kind of enjoying the process right now. Um, it wouldn't shock me to see him out of nowhere commit somewhere, just because that's the kind of kid he is. He's he's not really going to tip his hat. He's not going to tip his hat one way or the other. He's uh, he, he's He's a very, very quiet kid, so he doesn't really say a whole lot. Um, so he could shock everybody and commit really early. Um, okay. But if if I'm a betting man, uh, I, I think he waits. Okay, that's the vibe that I'm getting too. Unfortunately, it would be good for the momentum for Florida if he, I mean, if he chooses to be a Gator to do it early. But uh, I, I could see where the the benefit for him, especially especially now since on three dropped him. I mean, the guy's got to go through some more camps to get that thing back up now. So apparently. <laughs> Or just play it down to football. You know, he could just he could literally just play one football game and remind everybody how good he is. But again, it's it's the summer. So what else are we going to talk about? He, he he could drop in rankings until he puts the pads on one football game later. They 
remind themselves, oh, yeah, this guy's really good. <laughs> yeah, for, first game of the year, he'll go out, get two or three interceptions, and they'll be like, oh, I right. wonder why we dropped this kid. <laughs> at, at a at a seven-on-seven non-pad camp. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, we got another question from Codes in the Super Chat. Uh, appreciate it, Codes. Uh, he says, Connor, what does a class end up ranking-wise? End of date. End of year, probably, is what he's... EOD. End of year. Um, man, that's a tough one. I, I think... I think of the end of this month will pretty much kind of tell you where, um, where they'll be. You think uh, crack, if they crack close top out, 10? if uh, I think they could. Um, if I had to make a prediction right now, I'd say between eight and twelve. Okay. Um, to close out the year, uh, a lot of that will depend on guys like Cormani McLean. Um, if you go land a kid like Cormani McLean, then maybe sky's the limit. Maybe they get closer to five, six, seven, um, because obviously, like I said earlier. Big time players want to play with elite prospects like Cormani. Um, now, if you're able to go get both Cormani and a guy like Samuel and Pemba, then uh, you can make a push towards inside the top five. Okay. Um, That's our next because question. I think, because I think guys like, if you land a guy like Aiden Mizell, if you land a guy like Jordan Castell, if you land any of the guys from Osceola, every one of those guys is inside the top 250 composite. Um, and that's closing out the month of July. And then, of course, like I said, Friday Night Lights, you always land a kid. Um, whether it be 2023, 2024, I think you could probably see one one of each or, or what have you when they get there. Um, but Florida's got a chance to close out the month really strong. Maybe they land Malik Bryant if he's pushed his commitment date back and does it before the end of the month. Um, so if, if, I mean, this is just talking here, but ideal scenario for Florida, if you land Malik Bryant, one or two of the kids from Osceola, Aiden Mizell and Jordan Castell, you're looking at, what, 18 commitments in total for the class? before the end of the month and every one of them being inside the top 250 composite all four star prospects um i mean that that, would that go a should, long way yeah that should i mean we've got 10 four stars right now and we're behind and we're 23rd on 247 and there's a few of us few of those guys have uh five stars ahead of us uh but like a cincinnati has a ton of three stars northwestern has a ton of three stars Arkansas is another one that has a ton of three stars Yes. So that's where I can, I mean, obviously those guys, and I think three stars will come, you know, I think that's where people aren't realizing too. Those will start to trickle. We only have two right now. Uh, but if we can get, like you're saying, those, all those guys that you just mentioned are all four stars, the Malik's, the Aiden's, the Castell's. Uh, I think the one that you're referring to is Jakeem Jackson. Uh, there was no speak on that beforehand. There's not, this isn't me breaking anything. It's just kind of what I've, what I've read and my, my feeling. Um, and hopefully LeBlanc or Walker, they kind of, one of those two fall. And if that, that happens, my goodness, I, we, we should be skyrocketing and be tickling right behind, uh, Miami at that point, because they only have seven, four stars, one, five star and six, three stars. Again, the numbers obviously have to look right, but we're going to be tickling that Oklahoma, Miami, LSU range for sure. In my opinion, most definitely. Good stuff, man. Um, well, Connor, dude, a pleasure as always, man. I think that was uh, some awesome insight. It's always a pleasure to have you on, dude. I, I'm so glad you were able to hop on on, on this Sunday. Uh, we're definitely going to want to have you back, especially if we have a big week. Uh, I, don't, I, I, know, I know you're going to be busy, so I don't know how you're going to be able to make it on here, but the insight that you provide today was incredible as always, man. I appreciate you. Anything that you want to say? You want to uh, plug your, your new show that you have going on as well? It's a great show. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I uh, appreciate you you giving me the opportunity to do that. Um, obviously, myself um, and goes by Sticks, but I know him as Curtis. Um, part of the Roll Up Network, um, we just started a high school recruiting podcast called Roll Up Varsity, um, where we talk about high school recruiting across the country, give you breakdowns on kids that release their top schools, kids that have committed places, how the college or the high school football recruiting landscape is looking. Um, and then, of course, we also try to get some some really good interviews with these kids, uh, like an Aiden Mizell. We had Will Norman last. Um, we've had Trayon Webb, Tyler Williams, uh, Miles Graham. We've had a, a, a plethora of, of really I I impressive interviews from really, really well-spoken young men. Um, and we just like to give them a platform where they can kind of talk and and just feel relaxed, kind of like a barbershop talk kind of kind of thing. Um, Very much. We're not going to sit there and grill them about their recruiting process the whole time. We want to know personal stuff um, and all that stuff. And we we enjoy it. We release uh, every Thursday. Um, we've actually got a show coming up again this week, obviously. Um, but yeah, if you wouldn't, if you guys don't mind, uh, like, subscribe, follow us over there. Um, our our Twitter handle is at Roll Up underscore Varsity. Um, and then of course, 
if, if you guys don't know where to follow me on social media, it's at Connor Clark. I was able to clean it up, got rid of all the underscores, the numbers, all that good stuff. Good stuff. Um, but yeah, just, uh, and if you have any questions, please, or if you guys ever want me to come on, please just don't hesitate. I know you guys have been awesome, uh, allowing me to come on and speak a little bit. And I apologize for the scheduling conflicts over the last week or so. Um, good. it's been, it's been a wild time, but, uh, I always enjoy coming on, chopping it up with you guys, and, and thank you again yeah, uh, man, for bringing uh, me on today. The, and to kind of back you up on that, with you guys had Trent Webb there, and that was a great interview. It, it dropped a lot of juice. I saw you guys were were kind of going through because he, I guess he kind of dropped some knowledge about the Penn State situation, and people were trying to take it as their own story. Is that what was happening? I saw you guys kind of like tweeting out about it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, so um, we ha- we luckily enough we were able to have Trey on on as our first guest uh, before anything happened, and then after he committed, he was gracious enough to join us for a Spaces um, on Twitter where he w- he took questions from fans. Um, really, a great young man. Uh, and if if you haven't been able to listen to it, um, the obviously it's Roll Up Varsity on all podcasts. Uh, podcast platforms. He is episode number one, and then also like I said, he did a Spaces with us. Um, and he told us flat out, he's like, yeah, I told, uh, I told Steve Wiltfong that I was going to Penn state because I knew as soon as he put his crystal ball in, everybody else was going to put it in too. Um, so he wanted to throw everybody off. I love, I well love that. that. That's well cool. It, it's, this, this is the good part of the, of just what the whole situation, I think with NIL, it's allowed for these kids to, to speak more and speak and speak sooner, uh, to see an insight more and, and allow them to be themselves. It's, and I kind of talked to Aiden a little bit too, of like, Hey man, have you had to adjust yourself because of what you post and what you ta- what you say with NIL? And he goes, I've had, to, I've always kind of done that because even with my draft stock, I've always been, you know, cognizant of that. But I think it's definitely it's cool to see these guys' insights. But yes, please go check out Connor. Uh, go follow him on Twitter. He is I, I've shot you all the time because I get a lot of my information from you. It's again like your your kind of cryptic tweets. It's fun to see what's what's happening, what's what's up, what's coming up on uh, with uh, Florida Gator football, uh, but also to the podcast. Go check them out. Go go show some love, guys, from the High Top Sports Absolutely. family. So always a pleasure, man. Thank you. Always, a Connor, pleasure, man. Thank you Appreciate very much. You, man. See you, buddy. Absolutely. Have a good night, man. You too. Later, all righty. That's the man right there, dude. Always a pleasure, dude. The guy, the guy's dialed in. Dot absolutely. I mean, just, just, I mean, just, just, just like a, like the old school, like, uh, like the, the Webster's dictionary that they would walk around and sell, uh, door to door. The guy is just a, uh, just a fountain of information. He's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Let's get to the comments, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show. It's scared money don't make money, you know? We had a few members. We try to turn on the buttons. We have a guest on. I don't want to throw them off because they're not, obviously not used to the hypeness. So we try to keep it, uh, you know, pretty chill. But we had a member join us. We had some subscribers. So welcome to the show. Welcome to the family. Your pigskin now. You earned your wings. One more time. Welcome one more time. We got J Money, the last. Hopefully, he doesn't go to Bama. We'll talk about McLean. Yep. Hopefully, Scott Anderson. What's going on, Mister Nobody? He's a member. His. Real quick, guys. He, uh, Mister Nobody got a shirt uh, because he became a member. A beat Utah shirt. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beat Utah shirts. Look at this. They're in. Check out that. Check Woo. that print out, Steve. Look That's, at that. I would never wear it in a million years, but that looks amazing. It's a one-of-one, right? Or not a one-of-one, but that's a custom design uh, that we had drawn up ourselves. You can't find this anywhere else. Beat Utah on the front. Uh, the quality is great. I love it. We got the hoodies that just came in as well. The thing is absolutely comfortable, but you guys, check out the Beat Utah. The link's in the description if you guys want to get you know suited up for the Beat Utah game. Uh, we're, we're stoked about that one as well. We got TK Gator Nation in here. What's going on, brother? Daniel, as always, back at it again. Back uh, at it again. Thirst for wisdom. What's going on, man? Welcome to the show. Scoop. That's the member right there. He's got his wings floating around. We love it. Oh, Daniel Riviera had a super chat. Uh, FSU lost, JSU and UF lost to UCF, and now hating on Miami. I mean, I have to read it, guys. The guys, it's donating. Oh, <laughs> Oh how my guys! Get an oh my! Like how does that, I don't know? Does that button even fit? Fight for FSU! Thank fight, you. Baby, I don't know how fight. that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that fits either, but we'll we'll go with it. Okay. Josh and Nick <laughs> just subscribed. We got the piggies filling up the shot glass. Welcome to the family, guys. Thank you for subscribing. Love it. Love the support. Welcome to the family. Welcome, welcome, baby. What's Ed DePriest, what's going on, big dog? Welcome, man. How are you? Lyric Pennywell, how are you? Go Gators. How's it going, guys? Hunter Wolf. How you doing, man? Welcome to the show, my guy. Thank you guys for liking and subscribing. Appreciate you hopping on with us. Johnny, what's going on, man? Go Gators, big dog. How are you? Uh, let me see what else we got going on here. The Badass Buckeye. What up, Buckeyes? What's going on, oh, man? Boy. 
Here we go. We're going far and wide sure now. Where your allegiance lies, but I could, if I had to take a shot in the dark, I think I may, I may be able to figure that one out. Yeah, Anthony Beck's in the building. What's going on, Anthony? Welcome, man. How you doing? Mo Junior, go Gators. Always, always a good go Gators from Mo. Always can get get a clutch one from him. <laughs> um, hopefully I don't miss anybody. If I did, sorry. I saw Mama. There's Mama. Look good wearing the merch. Thanks, Mama. Appreciate it. Freshly Jones, welcome to the show, man. He was in here early on. Hopefully he hasn't left yet, but uh, he might have. Uh, but yeah, wow. Great show with Connor, as always. And we had a super chat from Cody. What did he say? Thanks for coming on. Sorry for the fastballs. <laughs> LOL, this live chat is full of savages. They should have warned you. Uh, yeah, look, they, they appreciate it. They appreciate it. They know, they know coming in. We do a pretty good job of prefacing these guys. It's not as if uh, it's not as if they, they come in here uh, thinking that everything in, in this chat room, anyway, is, is kosher. <laughs> they know what's up. They've, yeah. they've watched before. <laughs> they know. They know. They, they, he, he, he was prepared. I think, honestly, he lives in the Twitter world. He, he expects that the, he, he's prepared to answer and to kind of navigate his, his way around it. So he was all good on that. But, look, some great information on Florida football. You guys, I mean, be prepared. Uh, Steve and I are going to be on our toes over this next week. So be prepared for pop-up uh, shows. Probably not pop-up because they're scheduled. But it's probably going to be – Friday is going to be busy. Saturday is going to be busy. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking about heading down Friday to the Aiden Mazel commit. I haven't, I'm not sure yet. I might drive down, uh, but I might want to stay home because if things pop off, I want to be able to go, go live. Um, we're thinking about it. We're thinking about it. We're well, figuring it we're, Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do it for the family, whichever one's better for you guys, whichever one, uh, we could, uh, we, we can, we can, can put it all out there for, for the, for the best way for you guys. We'll, we'll figure it out. Can you read Liz's? I'm not reading her, her stupid comment. Riley oh, Grove, welcome. Elizabeth Husey. That says go Knowles, baby. What's up, Liz? Absolutely ridiculous. Riley Grove, welcome, welcome to the, the welcome to the stream, man. Uh, we're going to break down some other, some college football news. I don't know if you guys heard, but the Vols are in trouble. Kind of, sort of. The NCAA is going to NCAA because they're a bunch of cowards and I don't think anything's going to happen. Horrible. But can you break? So it was, how was it? Was it 16, Alec? What, what was it? 18? Yeah, they had 18 major recruiting violations under Jeremy Pruitt. Like t- top um, tier, like the worst violation, right? Like tier one is what I read? Yep, yep. The, the, the top, top, top tier violations. Now, they were able to avoid uh, what are considered um, like uh, not able to manage the university or not managing from a university standpoint. They got around that, which means that the university, the athletic department themselves can say that we didn't know. So that means that it's all going to kind of fall apart. But it, when it boils all down to it, this was before the NIL, and it was very clear that Jeremy Pruitt and Jeremy Pruitt's wife, <laughs> to get down into the to the minutia, uh, were basically handing out money. They were just giving out money to, uh, to uh, a player's mom. Uh, at least it, at least to one degree. Now, look, they've just started the investigation. It's only going to kind of scratch the surface. But uh, but man, uh, talk about like even even in a world where the the NCAA the NCAA is kind of a, a paper champion at best, uh, you've got uh, you've got still major recruiting violations. It just makes zero sense that uh, to have eighteen level one allegations against you. You were, you were telling me, too, that they basically they're going to get away with it because no everyone that was involved with it is no longer there. And so what it seems like to me is they all got together and like, hey, we're going to cheat. We're going to do the best we can to kind of you know break the rules. And if we're successful, whatever, we get a chip out of it. It is what it is. But if we all fail at it, we'll just quit. And then no, no harm, no foul. And I, I look, if it's, if it's the worst type of allegations, I understand the guys that were involved aren't there anymore. But the school is still it's still a brand. The brand itself, to me, is tarnished and should have some, you know, repercussions from that. I, 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 that's my thought on. Obviously, I'm going to hate on the Vols in any way that I can, uh, but it's just it's an absolute joke, bro. They're going to get away with it, and, and that's where everyone kind of sure. complains about the NCAA not really holding anybody accountable. There's so many loopholes. It's just a big money pit of like, how, who can you pay off and who can you keep hush hush? Why even release the article if it's not going to do anything? I don't know, but it, nobody's ever going to well, get SMU'd again and get canceled, right? No, 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 because they can't, because it would absolutely decimate the the financial stability of a university. They realize that, um, yeah. Right, and they and they did it before, and they saw what it did, and SMU will never be back to what it was then. Now, granted, they were obviously paying players. Uh, the Pony Express was uh, was was a great one-two punch at the, at the running back position. Um, but the fact that Tennessee self-imposed restrictions on themselves 
knowing that this was this this was coming down the pipe, it tells me that they knew how bad it was. And look, granted, the NCAA, their their their, their toilet paper in a in a in a water hose, right? Like they're just they got no ch- no no chance at making anything stick. Um, but it's just the fact that Tennessee even said we're going to take twelve less scholarships. Uh, and we'll also give ourselves recruiting restrictions, which likely means less in-home visits, less uh, official visits for recruits to come. So it's it's kind of a balanced uh, situation here. Granted, there may not be any long-term repercussions, but the fact that Tennessee was even willing to admit that they were pretty blatantly caught doing something that they knew they shouldn't have, uh, and they self-imposed uh, some some. Uh, reductions and other restrictions. I mean, at this point, that's about that's about the best we're going to get. So, uh, yes, to your point, they've already got rid of Pruitt. They got rid of Phil Fulmer, who's no longer in uh, the athletic department. So, what what's the school going to do? They're not being charged with lack of institutional control. That was what I was looking for. So that means that the the university and the athletic department get to say, well, we didn't know because it was a rogue operation. So if you get rid of the people, you get rid of the problem. And if they've already self in, self imposed, um, and that's only that's saying yeah, that's what I, I, I I'm, I'm biting my I'm pulling my tongue on because you keep rambling on. Um, <laughs> uh, was the um, by them self imposing the the. Uh, the punishment it always it always lessens the blow when you can go you get pulled over like yes sir I was speeding we learned from that Steve when you just admit that you were wrong uh we'll, we'll dive into that in a minute but it always helps it helps the guy go well shit he knows he's wrong well, well, well I mean it just makes it a little bit less of a slap on the wrist when you try to play it off like you didn't do anything wrong is where people get upset so it's something you learn at very early on and when you admit that you're wrong it's the punishment's not as bad you're still going to get punishment but it, sure. you definitely lessen the blow because you realize that you were doing something wrong it's being i felt to me overplayed uh but it's definitely something that um is more of a thing and kind of what we were talking about Steve and I on the way to seeing Hachi uh when we left we had that show where Steve was in house and we left it was like a late night drive and uh, we're driving down the road, and you know, like on the back roads, you go through a town, and then you kind of hit the back highways, and it, it, the the speed progressively gets higher, right? Like it'll be thirty five, and you'll see forty five, and then you know, okay, it's gonna go forty five, fifty five, sixty five immediately, right? So that's here we are, thirty five, forty five, and I punch it. I'm already just gonna go ahead and get to sixty five, put on cruise control, and ride, right? That's where I was getting to. So I literally just. Got the truck up, started going. We, we're at 60 miles an hour, I think, and it's 50, and right, we're almost there. Showing up, two cops just chilling. And I go, oh, son of a... And I didn't even by a farm. <laughs> just boom, right? So I, he he turned his lights on. I was like, we're getting pulled over, guys. And uh, showing up, comes up, pulls up. Another part of the story, I have a sticker on the back of my truck that says... Uh, <laughs> I gotta tell him. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, that somebody now, now who's rambling. Now who's rambling. That somebody <laughs> pranked me and they put a sticker that says "I love gay porn" in the back of my truck. Well, I left it on there because you can't put it back on my truck if I don't take it off. So it's been on there for a while now. And so the cop pulls up, comes up to me. I go, "Hey, I, I was going kind of fast, huh?" He goes, "Yeah, you were." He goes, "Do you know about your bumper sticker on the back of your truck?" I was like, I, I, yeah, I do, I do. And I explained it to him. He goes, all right, all right, whatever, man. I gave him my stuff. He comes back up. He goes, all right, man, I'm giving you a warning. I go, it was a sticker, wasn't it? He goes, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> and we were on our merry way. So it's good to uh, it's good to be honest and just admit when you're wrong, and it definitely helps, and Tennessee is definitely taking the route here. That's Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, well done bringing that all back together. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, was, the whole, that was the whole point. Um, Yes, guys, they keep asking me about Friday Night Lights. My goodness, I didn't know. Steve yelled at me after the fact. I'm sorry I didn't know what Friday Night Lights... I've never heard of it. I, 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 Okay, I've heard of it kind of like in passing, uh, but I, I genuinely wasn't aware of it. Obviously, Aiden wasn't either. We were both kind of in shock yesterday. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm aware of it now, what it is and what it entails. Steve uh, with me last night after the fact. So, thank you for reminding me, Uchi. Okay, you guys keep just keep just... I see it in the chats. I, I'm just. I'm, I was hoping we could get past this, but you guys aren't gonna let it go. So here we are. Okay, just cut me some slack. Yeah, we're gonna do some learning today. All right. The more you know, the more you know. The, the one thing I will say about Friday Night Lights is, uh, from an FSU fan, obviously I've been following recruiting since as as long as I've been keeping up with the the 
the football team. Um, but Friday Night Lights for Florida has always been a thorn in the spine for FSU. Uh, we would have guys that we were almost 100% guaranteed that we, would, uh, that we would get, and they would go to the Friday Night Lights football camp. And, uh, and they would go through just, you know, the walkthroughs, they would go through the cookouts, they would spend all week in there. And it just like, even the term for an FSU fan is just like, it just makes your skin crawl because we've lost so many recruits that went to that uh, event and, and just came out of it like 100% Florida. So, oh. So yes, I, I, I know what Friday Night Lights is. <laughs> hey, Mark designs. Uh, Mark here's designs. Says fun fact: Bobby Bowden was scared of competition in the SEC. Is the reason FSU didn't join the conference? Go Gators! I just, I just wanted you to hear that, Steve. Scared money don't make money, you know. <laughs> well, it, it, that's debatable, but that's fine. I mean, look, FSU's tried to try to get into the SEC numerous times, and Florida's blocked them because they didn't want us to have the uh, financial backing that uh, that Florida has. So it's not exactly that way these days, but to start with, yeah, Bobby took the easy way, uh, easy way out. I love it. I love it. Um, so, Steve, uh, give the give their your two FSU fans that are in here, give them some update on their. Can you, so, Steve, you and I talked off cast, and you you didn't bring it up on cast, which was interesting. But I want to get your 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 take on the the uh, who's your coach? Not Tiger. Is it Tiger? No. Who's your coach? Norvell. <laughs> Uh, Norvell, and kind of you're saying that you feel like FSU's bombing this year to set up for a uh, a reunion with uh, primetime. Is can you can you can you elaborate on that a little bit? Can you break that down for the people that hate FSU? And we've got to be concerned. We got look, guys. We got to know what's going on the other side of the pond. You know what I mean? You yeah, got to keep. I'll always know what's happening in the enemy camp. Look, there's uh there's some there's some talk amongst uh, some of the. Uh, more affiliated uh, fans of FSU, some of the the, the folks that run uh, other websites and have had uh, some better connections than obviously I do, um, that the reason that some of these recruits are coming back and saying that FSU hasn't contacted them or they're, they're no longer interested in FSU, however, all of a sudden Jackson State becomes relevant, is there may be a little bit of um, uh, collusion that if Norvell can't recruit well and he has a below average season which we've gone over our schedule a couple of times on 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 this cast here you know six wins is probably a no more norvell but it seems to be that a lot of recruits that are eliminating fsu from consideration are also kind of taking a a, a slight to them as well and then adding Jackson State in at the same time, there, there's just a feeling that the reason that this is happening is that uh, Deion Sanders is doing whatever he can to get Norvell out and to make the move to Tallahassee within the next uh, year to year and a half. We'll see how it goes. Again, it's a conspiracy theory at best, but the more people who have the theory and the more people who haven't talked to one another and are starting to kind of pick up on a, a weird vibe here, um, and this is even coming from uh, DeCallan Brooks, uh, who is the son of Derek Brooks, on the who's on the board of Regents. Everybody remembers Derek Brooks if you're an FSU fan. Uh, it's it's coming even from him. So now you're starting to wonder how how much of that talk is coming from maybe higher level than what we see in the media and what we see in articles and what we see on on even you know ESPN and things like that. A lot of a lot of back end uh, conversation and and maybe handshake agreements. We'll see, we'll see how it goes. I mean, look, Norvell's got to win. If he wins seven, eight games, it's a non-starter. What do you want to have happen? What do you, what do you want? Oh my gosh, baby, put Dion in a, in a, in a, in an FSU jacket, put that guy. That would be dangerous. I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. I wonder if, if, if he wanted to go to FSU when they were first hiring coaches and FSU kind of turned their head and he went to Jackson state and now he's a little butt hurt and he's like, screw you guys. You messed up. You didn't believe in me when I when when I was kind of you know fresh off the off the oven, and you wanted to go go get this guy who obviously can't win, and I'm over here kicking ass taking names in Jack State. You didn't believe in me when I was a nobody, and now you want me. You're gonna have to earn me, baby. He's he was get a paid. big Taggart fan. He 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 really wanted uh, Taggart to do well. So I don't think that uh, because they're, th- those guys are friends like, outside of football. So I don't know if that would have been. Uh, something a transition that would have worked. Fight uh, for FSU! Fight, baby, fight! 
I hate that. I don't think that transition would have worked well, uh, but we'll see how it goes. I think at this point, there's an opportunity for uh, for him if things don't go well for Taggart or for uh, for Norvell. So we'll we'll see how it goes. You guys don't want that. Miami doesn't want that. Florida doesn't want that. That guy is a machine I, <laughs> when it comes I don't, to I don't, I don't want that at all. Uh, J-Bar 2015, he says, Bryant would have signed with UF yesterday. Delay, not good for UF. I, I disagree. I don't think that... I, I, he I, I he may have signed with UF yesterday, uh, but I, I don't think it's a bad thing. I, I hopefully I'm hoping not. I'm hoping there is, this isn't another Jaden Rashada situation. But I this was one of those times where I had kind of a gut feeling. I'm like, look, this 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 feels this feels better than not. So uh, we'll see, Steve. I think I think they appreciate that insight on FSU there. I really I think they yeah, do. I, well, we'll see. I, the, nobody, no. I mean, th- these guys give me a little bit of love just because they know that the beating I take on a on a weekly basis a couple of times. Yeah, so, uh, so I love. appreciate it, guys. Daniel D, what's going on? Did anybody watch Patty the Batty yesterday? <laughs> oh boy! Oh, Patty the Batty! Oh, Patty the Batty! That was that was an incredible fight. The guy is up and coming for the. The UFC is, is Can you exciting. give anybody a visual of this guy? Like, I, like, you pull you him up? I mean, everyone knows who Patty the Batty is, Steve. You're the only one that doesn't know who Patty the Batty is. You're the only you one that is not, picture you're not cultured, like, Steve. No you're not cultured. It's not my fault that you don't know who he is. Like, how do you, you're obviously not in tune with what's going on. That's why Dion didn't want to go to have a shoot. You guys are outdated. <laughs> uh, okay. So everybody here knows who Patty the Batty is. Uh, We're about I, to find I, out. I'll, I'll, We're about to find I'll out. I'll take, uh, I'll take my my lumps if that's the case. We're about scoops as I love you, Steve. Air hug. Hey, <laughs> listen, guys. Merch is in. Check this out. Look at this thing. Fresh to death. Get on that, guys. This is gonna be a limited time. Okay, it's only gonna be obviously until the Utah game. The '90s throwback, custom, custom art ink. There, go go scoop your up a little beat beat Utah shirt. Show some love for the boys and girls at home. Okay, a little orange and blue. This is in multiple colors, not just blue. They got black, white, I think orange. And maybe gray. I decided to go with blue. Blue looks good on me. Fits really well. I love it a lot. Uh, links in the description. Also, too, uh, next Wednesday, we're going to do a drawing. We're going to do a giveaway for a custom jersey for all of our members. Uh, we're, we're creeping up to the 40 to 50 mark, which is absolutely incredible. You guys are putting pick scans and earning your wings, which we love. Uh, and we're going to do a little roulette table, I think. Not the duckies this time. We're going to change it up. A little gambling action in here. And... Um, we're going to have a good time. So if you guys want to become a member and, and have a chance to win that, we're going to be doing giveaways. We've already done a, a you know, this is going to be a third giveaway on this channel. So, uh, and we're also creating a, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? It's a chat. I'm drawing a complete blank right now on the uh, a Discord. So we can kind of talk with the, our members more as well. And you, if you just became a member as well, there's a, in the membership board, there's a link to kind of go and email us and, and say hey and give us your information so we can talk to you and chat with you guys so please go ahead and, and do that as well and daniel d says patty the batty is the future of the mma so yes he knows who patty all right, the so daniel batty is. knows all right daniel and, d knows what's going and, on and and riley grove said hell yeah so i'm um, i'm saying uh yeah the utah freshly uh, says the florida, florida state live stream during the game uh cody we may actually end up doing uh a pre-game cast uh, outside the stadium, we'll see how it goes. But we've kicked that that notion around a little bit to where we may take this thing. We may take this thing mobile and uh, yeah, and it's a, a little. We're, it, it's we're definitely gonna. Do, it's gonna be like a big. It's gonna get, we're gonna be like. Uh, we're, or the goal is to be like a college game day. That's gonna be the idea. So it's gonna be like an hour live show. There's gonna be an event there. We're gonna be doing a giveaway. We're gonna be gonna have merch things like that as well. Uh, but yeah, he said so. I got my buddy. Uh, Fresh says Utah's too tiny. It's a little small, but we don't. We're not trying to advertise for Utah. You know what I'm saying? Just beat Utah. That's 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 the that's the point there. Um, but I appreciate your feedback. I'll definitely keep that keep that into consideration for next time. Uh, Cody says, "How much do you yell at the TV, Holly?" Oh, oh, gracious! I I, I scare my daughter, my wife, it's animals. Ruthless. It's not like Everything runs for me. Yeah, it's 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 not good. It's not a it's not a beautiful situation. Now, look, if it's a Wake Forest game. I maybe not, but look, uh, Miami, I'll, I won't have a voice come Sunday. And that's if I'm even in my own house, heaven forbid I'm, I'm in Doak. Connor, that's, that's a Monday, Monday, Tuesday thing. Connor said, what's up boys? Let's crankle some ankles. Yes, sir. That's what somebody <laughs> said last night to Aiden. Uh, Jesse Cauldron. Hey, what do you think about uh, UK? I feel like everyone is giving them all kinds of love. They are, they got more votes than Florida did to finish in the first 
to finish first in the SEC East. Florida didn't get any, actually, as a matter of fact. Uh, I think Kentucky's going to tuck Kentucky. I think they're like they're like the Miami of like, look, they can do really, really well, but they can also go six and six. Like that's just to me, that's where Kentucky's at. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, they've got a, a decent quarterback. So it all it all just depends, man. I think I, I don't. It, it's hard for me to say. I hate saying like, oh, like it's the same year. Or it's it's the Kentucky. Obviously, things change year in and year out. But I just I don't think Kentucky beats Florida. I think Florida's gonna be pretty fired up about it. It's it's in it's in Florida. Uh, I think that's going to kind of set the tone for the Kentucky season. Um, honestly, if, once we beat Kentucky, I wouldn't mind Kentucky kind of railing through the East, beating Tennessee, beating South Carolina. I wouldn't mind any of that. So as long as we beat them, honestly, I, I wish Kentucky the best because that means you're just kind of knocking down everybody else and kind of getting in their head. So as long as we yep. beat them, I don't, I don't care what they do, to be honest with you. Look, one thing to be said for Kentucky is that uh, Mark Stoops has been their coach for going on, I want to say, six years now. Um, and he he's he's brought that program into a level of consistency. And if there's one thing that you can always say about Kentucky, you know, prior to him, is that they would have a good year or a good year or two, but then they would just turn back around and be a dumpster fire. He's been able to keep them consistent. And even if that consistency is seven wins, eight wins, that's almost the more concerning than a really, really good Kentucky team that's not used to being good versus a Kentucky team that's consistently above average. That's that's the scary part. Soups is a great coach. I love I, he was a defensive yeah. coordinator for FSU for a while. He was a great coach for us. No, he 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 definitely is uh for sure. All right, boys and girls, what a great show. We are we've been jam-packed. A lot of content's been going to be coming out over the last from the last two days uh from the from the interview. So if you missed the first half of today or you missed the interview with Aiden, uh, there's definitely some clips on that. So make sure you got the bell on, you're subscribed, you're liked, you're loving it, you're feeling it, you're dialed in, you're having a good time. Uh, as always, Steve, it's a pleasure, man. Be here on Wednesday, guys. We're doing a, a giveaway for our members. So make sure if you're not a member, smash that button. Check out their merch store. Get yourself a beat Utah shirt, high top hoodie, whatever it may be. Get warm, get cozy, get fuzzy. You know what I'm saying? Steve? Sheldon? I'll see you later, big dog. Let's boogie. Boogie, boogie, boogie. Don't do well, I'ma make hella sure that I don't become you I have no regrets, yeah, I'll tie up my chest I'll never forget what it's like to be in debt Been stabbed in the back, bed. I'll show you what happens Pass me the mic and I'll show you with action I feel this pain, you already know Turn that to games, let my money show I've got these things that I can't let go Watch me turn this life into something that you can never own I feel